0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. You're buying Ebed Ivry, someone who stole money, can't pay it back. Six years he should go, he should work. Where Shvi Chaim says, it's talking about a person's life. A normal life of a person, I guess, you know, we say to tell him also that 70 years. So... On the seventh, the seventieth year of Shviyis Lachav he goes back to the island he came from. In you come in alone. You go out alone. In but if you learn Tyra, you got married while you were you got married while you were in this world. <coughs> to the Tyra, ishte then your wife goes with you. Yetara goes with you. But well, what happens if Amma Yamaha ever, if the servant the person was a servant his whole life and ever to his Satan and ever to his Yetsahara? He says "I hafti as a as ishti as banai. I love this life, I got a business, I'm supported. I don't I, 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 I'm good no good you can't be an Eved you have to be free for the Yitzhar so they make a hole in his ear and he's an Eved till to so there's a very beautiful shot here first of all just on that line I don't know how happy ladies are going to be to hear this, but... And the ice place I tell he says, why do women pierce their ears? How come women wear earrings and men, well, until this generation, well, anyway, men didn't wear earrings. Why do women wear earrings? Well, even though the the they had earrings. But we'll, we'll, we'll explain that in a minute. He says, He says, he says, "From the picket of shall the ear of a woman near Tsas is pierced with simba tashita igulias to put in it." So not, you know, not every woman has pierced ears. They wear those clips sometimes, but most people who who can have pierce, they pierce their ears. Women. Why do women have earrings? so he says. Because of the curse, the Chava was cursed. What was her curse? He neared to eved oilam. the Shmoyah, the Dibrei Balakum, the the Pasuk says over there that one of the curses is that you're going to listen to your husband. So he says, because she did that Avera, she became an Eved, and because she's an Eved, that's why she has earrings. she says, says, the reason women want to beautify themselves and they pierce their ears. So the whole piercing is because she's near is pierced like a servant. So it could be the men that wore earrings when they left Mitzrayim because they took them off to make the. There you go with fine, they were earrings because they were avadim they never took them out they were avadim, so they had their ears pierced and now you see that the people who have piercings they're avadim why do you have so many piercings in your face why are you piercing your face right because attention, whatever A woman Rivka. Rivka, that's fine that's fine Women, women always had from Chava Chava also were, according to this had earrings because they were because after she did that very she became an abbot to her husband I'm not say this, saying this because the other saying this Who wants to look it up it's a tough kuf iron in the Eitz of place that's what he says what should I tell you that's what he says it's so scary a person had kind a of today for my cousin got hit by a car last night two nights ago Yosef Holzer Yosef Ben Shmaya Lili Nishma Yosef Ben Shmaya Just got buried today was crossing the street in Virginia And a car was speeding And hit him One second to the next You come in alone Baby comes in alone You're all alone No matter how many friends you make Or how many relatives The wife, children They put you in the ground alone Nobody jumps in with you They don't let them it's so scary then you have to go to Shemayim and you're alone and you, give, you stand in front of Hashem alone it's very lonely during the 70, 80 years yeah, you may have friends and stuff like that but when you're born and when you leave the world you're alone the only thing you have is terimitzis. a guy came to me yesterday in, in, uh, in my office very sick man shaking and, and had a stroke and he's a very sick man and he says he's collecting he says, he wanted some post-dated checks whatever it is he says, you're not, he said to me, Shaman. It's very sick. He says, you're not giving me anything. I gave him a, I gave him a pretty big check, three checks, post-dated or whatever. You're not giving me anything. I thought he was like, oh my gosh, I gave him thousands of dollars. I felt like he was upset I didn't give him enough. He says, you're giving yourself. I said, what? He goes, you're giving yourself when you leave the world. This is all you have what you gave me today that's what you're going to have you're not giving me you're giving yourself I'm like I hear you it's true they buried him today he didn't never he wasn't married he has no children whatever but you go to Shemaim you're alone you stand up there in Shemaim whatever it is you you stand in front of Hashem and you're alone all you have is you you admit this and no one gets away with that everybody dies no one gets away of that. But if you have Tyra and Mitzvahs and, and Gomorrahs and Tyra and chassad and Kibbutz and aim, and you, you, your woman goes with you. The woman goes with you. Your Tyra goes with you. But otherwise, nobody goes with you. Your money doesn't go with you, that's for sure. It's called Zuzim. It runs away. People, you know, your money doesn't go with you. Your family doesn't go with you. They don't jump into the ground. They sit It's very nice, but you're in the ground by yourself. Well, my father had yard site, I hate to be like, you know, scary, but my father had your yard site and I went to the, I went to the Besok Forest and uh, yeah, you know, you get this much room, a couple of feet. People, oh, you're my parking spot, your house is my driveway, property, air rights, this rights, that rights, hey, maybe 70 years, 80 years, baby. But after that, no rights. In the ground, little, little square, nobody cares about you. You're in there, finish, have a good day no air rights the guy next to you he's leaning on you his property's on you nothing yeah 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 you gotta do every day every moment that you can you gotta gather your mitzvahs and put everything together anyway I'll tell you this so I heard a beautiful Rabbi Biederman beautiful story he said like this in the old days now when they put you in handcuffs so they put both your hands and handcuffs but in the old days they didn't do that they put a handcuff on the perpetrator on the robber and a handcuff on the cop and the cop would schlep the robber to jail or wherever he had to slept him, right and they were plain clothes they were plain clothes cops so you really couldn't tell the difference between who's the cop, who's the cop and who's the, who's the god of, right so how do you know the difference the guy in the front no he didn't have a uniform they were plain clothes the guy in the front pulling the other guy is the cop because the other guy wants to leave. He wants to run away. So the, the, the crook is not going to pull the cop to jail. He doesn't want to go to jail, right? But there was a crook who was very smart. He went to the front. And he started screaming to all the people. This guy, he's a crook. He's a robber. And he was standing in front. The cop said, oh, my gosh. They think now I'm the robber. So he ran to the front. And they kept running to the front. And, and each guy was trying to pull the other guy. Because the guy who was pulling the guy, that's the cop. But now the up was pulling the cop. So, nobody knew what was going on. So, all the people were arguing. I think that's the cop. No, I think that's the robber. I think that's the cop. I think that's the robber. And there was this one old smart man. And he said, this is very easy to figure out. Who's got the key to the handcuff? Whoever's got the key to the handcuff, that's the cop. Because if, if the robber had the key to the handcuff, he would have opened it and ran. That's what he said, He says, oh, what a story!" I'm like, "Where is he going with this?" He said, "The the the we the the is schlepping you, and you think that you're the prisoner, right? He's schlepping you to do all these averus. You're the prisoner. He's the cop. You're the prisoner, right?" He said, because why do you think you're the prisoner? Because he's schlepping you. Watch this, watch that, look at this, look at that, do this, delivery, eat that. He's schlepping you the whole time. And the tire is yelling at you, hello, you're not the criminal. You're not the servant. You're not the slave. He's the slave. What do you mean? He's pulling me. He's going schlepping me. Right, but you got the key. You have the tire You got the key to open up the lock to get out of there to run away. What does it say? Schlep. If the Torah comes to you and he bothers you, schlep him into the base madrash. Right. So you have the key. So if you have the key, you're not the servant. Realize you have the key of the Torah. Everyone watching tonight, everybody watching tonight, you got the key. So if you got the key, don't let him tell you that you're his servant. You're 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 his slave. You're not his slave. You're just the opposite. You have the key. You can you can learn Torah and you can do mitzvahs. Now you dig a shot. Okay, so the last couple of weeks, and we're going to continue. We're learning Kabbayasha. We're up to Perik Shlishi last week, week, last two weeks ago. We did Shevavim, Today we're going to do something just as important, and then we're going to learn the second mina, the second attribute, um, in the Toma Devora Okay, let's go learn a little bit Kabbayasha tonight. Very important. It's a very important Kabayosha. David Hamelach Pasach. Dabar HaMelech said, Ashriya Ish, blessed is the man, who doesn't go in the ways of the evil. And he doesn't chill. He doesn't sit with a bunch of little who's who sitting there all day just trying to burn through the night so they can get to 5 o'clock in the morning. And they're making fun of everyone. They're making jokes about everyone. Scoffers in English. It's called a scoffer. And mission perigimol, mission of age. Two guys who sit together, and they're not saying any Torah the whole time. How is the Moshev them? considered a gang of scoffers? And you know what? If you think you're going to chill and you're not going to do anything and you're just going to hang out, you're going to end up sinning. You have to be very careful should be say you should be telling if you're sitting with one of your friends shit the he you should say we debate something say better well i have for come the come surely is raging you should keep the conversation going to 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 distance yourself from people who are just hanging out and chilling and wasting their time Yep, yep, yep. Someone who fears God should stay away from these groups. There's a group of bad angels and they're called Kisilim. They start up with people when they go by themselves in the middle of the night. And they talk him into joining the Chabura. And sometimes they get you to go to places. Inns. Bars. And you see a light and you want to get close. He thinks that he's going to a hotel. He thinks that going to a hotel. But these mazikim, they get him to go away from the derach. They take him into a forest. They take him to bad places. It can get very dangerous. They hang around. These bad angels hang around with people who just sit around talking bad about other people. That's what Dabanov said. Don't go in the Atzah Visham. Be careful. They pain the soul. Like took all those don't chill with these people. I don't have to tell you, he says, when you see people arguing and fighting, run from them. because that's where these angels hang out. They love to hang out where people are fighting. And also, people who talk by davening in Shul, the breath that's supposed to come out in Shul is praise to a God, and you're talking, things you shouldn't be talking about in the basicness. So there's a very interesting Zaya. And the Zohar says the following. After which God the Bezoya Pasha is Truma, Zeloshane, Manda Ishtoibe Base Kanishna, Vile, a person who talks in Shul, Vile, Be Enlo Chelek, very strict, very heavy, The Enlo Chelek, Be Elohe He has no portion in the God of Yisrael. a person who talks in Shul. The Malka, because you're hurting the kingdom. He says, I'm saying it very short. Everyone knows the punishment. You should make sure altogether when you're in shul, even if they're not davening, you shouldn't talk divrei because for this sin, Zayin says you don't have a chelik in Hashem. To say jokes or rechilas. you know, talking bad about people, about other people, based on Nesin Shul. That is where God lives, but they can see us. But they medrashas in yeshiva and in shul. a person who is not careful not to talk jokes in Lashon Hara and Mechilas and Shul, who goyim he's causing the shechiner to leave the Jewish nation. And that's a translation of in Pasha's Noach where it says we lay matzah hayoyna when Noach let the dove leave the Teva, it couldn't find a place to rest. it means that Hashem didn't have a place to rest. And he says, therefore, because of this sin of talking in Shul, many, many Shuls were destroyed. Because when you talk in Shul, you're bringing the Satan into a place of holiness. And it's not good. There's a malach that waits by your mouth. He waits by your mouth. And every time you say something, lies, jokes. What does that mean? What does that mean? Let's look on the bottom wow so this person when he does say holy things in Shul the other side takes his words it feeds them and he doesn't get anything out of it they gather it and they use that Hebrew holy word to give them strength. Where are you in the next world, this guy's gonna pay. the next Where does this come from? Talking too much. If you talk a lot, there's always gonna be some bad mixed in the good. You should know that you're giving the Sitra achra Power by talking in shul. See what he says here. See what he says here. He says like this. There's one agent on the side of evil that looks out for the awaits anyone who allows a disgraceful utterance to leave his mouth. The agent, the Malach, accompanied by other malignant spirits under its command goes and takes the holy words and defiles it, so that the speaker receives no credit for it. For the malignant spirits take those words of holiness. So you talked by David, now you said Kedusha, now you said Elenu, now you said Maidim. They take all these words of holiness, and, and they use it for their own power. Woe to the person in this world, woe to him in the next world. And this is all because he talked too much. Don't talk so much. Don't be a don't be a shmuser. Don't be a gossiper. I came to be able to love the Mahagel people who study every year of mussar. If you got to talk, talk year of earlier. The shogev if you love shalach akaidash and talking lashach akaidash. Shul lashach t'agul l'olushamit. It's good for your soul to talk Hebrew, not Hebrew, Israeli Hebrew, but lashach akaidash. By the way, a person talks, that's how you know what kind of soul he has in heaven if a guy curses all the time and he fights all the time his soul is from the other side a guy who always argues and curses he, can you what? Can you of course you can change you, stop talking bad his source is the serpent and the viper he doesn't come from holy stock he comes from the Erev Rav but you know what? You see that this guy, his father and mother are tzedekin. How could it be that he comes from a snake from the area of Rav? Rab. Yeah, that could be that his parents are Tzadikan, but his neshama is from the area of Rav. Somebody who talks, person who talks bad novel, curses, he hurts the moon. Because the word levana also spells Nivala. Chas v'shalom. He says, the different kinds of harmful speech are too numerous to elaborate. If you gave me 10 chapters, I could not tell you about the amount of punishment that person will get. I'm telling you in short. A mouth that's careful. Not to curse and not to say. Wow. And he doesn't talk with jokes. That's a holy mouth. God blesses him. he uses his mouth to learn takes those words and it makes a crown on Hashem's head. Now, this is very important. Very important for whoever is listening to this, listen carefully to this. Very big Chiddush. Very big Chiddush. The a man should sit, a man should choose, makam, a place, that is set aside to pray, in the shul, tov. Your seat in shul, you should be sitting next to. A good neighbor, a person who doesn't use his mouth to talk, by davening. Stay far away from a bad neighbor. Because if he's going to talk, you're going to talk. But let's you don't, you can't change your seat. There's no other cheer in the shul in yeshiva. Give a muster every single day maybe one day he'll listen to you and you'll have this chus if you see that this man is just bad and no matter what you tell him what you tell him is not working leave Better not to him next to him. Leave, leave shul, because the place that a person, a person who talks bad rests, all those tefilos go to the dark side. I read it to you. I believe he says it on the bottom. right? Leave your place. Mishum the place that the Russia is sitting, the guy who's talking by davening and talking Loshen Haro, Chaniaz Where he's sitting, the satan is sitting. <speaking in> by <Hebrew> because of that, Yesh Kitrigav <speaking in Hebrew> There's a Kitrig against the Tzadik who's davening. He's, standing, he's sitting next to the Russia. He so, and that's what it says in the. Um, that's what it says in the in the Sefer Chassidim. That yeah, you could dive and you could be at Saddling. The guy next to you is busy on his phone and he's talking and whatever and he's a troublemaker. Your toolets are not gonna go anyway What do you mean I'm here, he's there, it doesn't matter. Because he's next to you, Khabira, right? Shakhira, shakhavi your tulips get get locked up. So I had this situation once where I was diving, I moved my seat. I told the guy to stop talking, he wouldn't stop talking. He's talking to the guy next to him. I got up and I left. Is it better for I say, a chazan or that the guys are a little bit hard. The what? The guys are having a little bit uh, hard time to, not, not to talk. Is it better for a chazan to dive much faster? Is sure, we uh, the show that I dive with on Chavez, they don't make mishabera so they have. Mishabera between laning. laning. But there's another show that I go that I've gone to. Um, Rabbi Weinfeld doesn't make a Mishabera for the guy who's oiled. Nothing. Oh, uh, you make the bracha, next guy says baruchu. Nothing. Everyone makes a mishra for the oiler, right? And they're sure that I die to they make in Rabbi Zakheim, but not right Weinfeld. Not even for the oiler. There's no mishra berach. They don't give you a chance to talk for one second. Then gavala gavra. They do So... So yeah, so if you're sitting next to someone who can't keep his mouth shut and you ask them a few times, he's going get up and leave because your tefillah is going to the dark side. And you're not one. You wondering, I'm davening and I'm not getting answered. Yeah, because your tefillah is going to the dark side. Better not to daven than to daven to the dark side, and give the dark side tefillah. It's very serious. Okay? So that's Parak Shlishi in the Kabbalah person should watch, watch his mouth, watch who he hangs out with very important, and very important not to talk by davening if you have to davening shorter, because you can't control yourself diamond shorter, but don't talk by davening okay now now very interesting, listen to this say avan, which is media number two and I'm working on all these because, and I'm telling people wherever I meet you have to buy the safer, because people hurt you all the time, and you just don't let go and you gotta let go so he says like this. Every time you, you do an Avera, you create a bad malach. Right? They get on the scale, you Yom Kippur, and they weigh themselves. Right? So when you, the, the Mishnah says, in other words, when you do an Avera, you create a prosecuting angel. This Katega gets up in front of God. Plenty of Ah, uh, it's not my fault. This guy did this Avera today. He did it. It's so not fair, you know, because the guy that whispers in your ears, everybody, like, come on, let's do this Avera. Ooh, it's going to taste good. Ooh, it's going to sound good. Ooh, check that out. Ooh, that's going to look really good, right? That guy's like, come on, it's for you. You want to enjoy yourself. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do the Avera. And you do the Avera, and this rat, it's uh, who, who talked you into it, runs up to Shemayim and prosecutes you. He's not your friend, he's your enemy. and That's why it says that Why people, oh, people feel very guilty right after they do a sin and then it goes away right away because when you do a sin you have a yetzotav, a When you do a sin, the hara leaves to tell Hashem what you did. While he's gone, you only have a yetzotav. So why you only have a yetzotav, it bothers you. But the minute he comes back, it doesn't bother you anymore. So for one second you always, you always feel guilty because the yetzahara is not there. Because he goes up to tell Hashem. Now, so you created this malach. Listen, it's very deep. What I'm about to learn with you is very deep. It's mamash kabbalah. So you did an Aveira. Let's call the Aveira of eating treif. Okay, you decided you're going to eat something not kosher. Okay. Now, so you created a non-kosher angel. Now the problem is that nothing in this world can be alive without God giving it life. Every blade of glass, that He, Hashem, is continuously like a battery, continuously giving everything life. So that means that this malach that you created, that's a bad malach, now to keep it alive, God has to support a malach that was created by an avera. Okay, understand? Because otherwise, that malach will disappear. But that malach can't disappear because he's a prosecuting angel, and to, pre- to prosecute, he has to be alive. But to be alive, God has to give him life. So God has to give him life to an avera which you caused. Hashem doesn't want to give life to an avera. The embryo is covered by other malachim and shemgalim baruch who maschkes who be my iskayim. How's he going to stay alive? Hadinu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, I need don't mashchisen. I'm the one who supports prosecuting destroying angels can anyone in this room tell me why would Hashem do that to give life to an angel that I caused because I ate Trish why would you do that Hashem because Hashem has two choices he has a choice like this either let the angel because you did the avera punish you so you're going to get sick or you're going to die or if Hashem continues it's beautiful, listen to so deep the love of God for every human being. But if Hashem continues gi- giving life to something He doesn't want to give life to, it's a, it's a dirty, black, angry angel that, that was caused by you, an Aveira. But as long as Hashem gives it life, you have a chance to do tshuva and destroy it. If He doesn't give it life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to die right away. It's going to die right away. It has to take you with it because you didn't get a chance to do tshuva. So Hashem is giving life to something that He hates because it was, it was created by an Avera but he's only giving it life, and he's giving it life for a long time, because if he gives it life, then it won't take revenge on you, and you still have a chance to do tshuva, and if you do tshuva, it'll disappear. That's attribute number two. This is all to teach us on how to forgive people who hurt us. This is so deep. If Hashem doesn't give it life, right, it immediately is going to take the neshama of the person that created it. A karsai, will give it car race. Or punish it the way it needs to be. And then, once it takes revenge, the angel will die. But you die too. <laughs> and you lost all your money, and you got sick, and who knows what else happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashem doesn't do this. He carries the sin. He is mafanes. he gives this mash, his life. Until one of three things will happen. The person's gonna do tshuva, and and the, 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 the mosque's gonna disappear. Or you're gonna go through a lot of pain, and the angel's gonna take revenge on you from the pain. Or you're gonna to go to hell to get head and the angel's gonna wait for you there! So Shem's like, no, I don't want that. I I want my person to live, so I'm going to give this angel life. Don't go to hell and take him to hell. Don't take his life. Don't give him diseases. Don't give him cancer. Here, here, little neshama. Here, little black bad malach that was created by this guy who didn't have Eirah. I'm going to give you life. Just live a long time. Live a long, long time. Because as long as you live, my child can do tshuva. And if he does tshuva, you're destroyed. So Shem's giving him life so he can be destroyed by the person by doing tshuva. And we don't do tshuva. Shugom. Hashem saying, you can do tshuva, I'm giving him life, so I'm giving you a chance to get rid of him. No, we do more of him, so we create more of them. Hi, I'm a him inside. when he killed his brother, he said, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to carry this. I can't have his Hashem has such patience. She you fine, it's He's 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 giving he's supporting and sustaining a bad creation. Shibara that you created by sinning until you do tshuva. Ahmad Haadam. A person should learn from this. This is what I learned when I learned attribute too. To have patience on the person who hurt you. Don't take revenge. Be like Hashem. Wait. Have savlanut, have patience until this guy does tshuva and fixes it. But if you take revenge right away, then you're like this malach who wants to take revenge right away. And Hashem's like, no, I'll give you life because I want this man to do tshuva. So he says, we should learn from the attribute number two. It's godless. We should learn yispo, patience, actually yisake chaveiroi. Wait until it disappears on its own because he's going to ask for forgiveness. so don't jump on him and don't punish him. A person might forgive an insult or injury done against him as discussed. However, the damage still exists, waiting to be repaired. In, in other words, the first attribute was that you should let you should, you should forgive the insult, but Lamaiche he hurt me. he he did something to me. When the guilty party does not repair the harm, he broke something in my house, he stole something from me, and the victim controls his anger and bears the damage until it is repaired, and the person says, I'll wait, I'll wait, he doesn't have to fix it right now, but one day he'll fix it, so I'm not taking revenge. He awakens Hashem's attribute, that and he says, you know what? I'm not taking this person's life. I'm not going to have him punishing him. I'm going to keep this evil... Malach that this person created alive, so I will I will support it so that one day he can do chuva. So he says I know he did a very ridiculous story. In the first story, there was a party and they kept the old people up at late night. Okay, practical example. Finally finally in the wee hours of the night, the party, the Jacobis who made a shebral breakfast that night kept everybody up in the everybody in the apartment up, they packed up their loudspeakers and everybody left. The Jacobis went upstairs to their apartment, fell into their beds. They just made a shower brothers. Right. Now, their, their neighbor, Rev Simchon, woke up. Right. Another guy in the apartment building woke up, and he's now, early in the morning, he's going to Dominate's. As he walked out of the building, he inhaled deeply, taking in the crisp early morning air. Crisp indeed, but not quite as clean as usually was. The smell of leftovers from last night's party hit his nose. They left all the food outside. So they kept him up all night. He finally fell asleep. He's getting up to go diving. And instead of cleaning up, they just went upstairs and went to sleep. He looks around and he sees the building's yard littered with food. flies buzzing around. Half-eaten borek is lying on the floor. Chicken bones littered the path. Colorful green napkins in puddles of orange soda. Empty bottles, plastic plates everywhere. Mr. Simchan recoiled in disgust. A wave of anger overcame him. He could hardly imagine the conversation he would have with Mr. Jacoby. Very nice that you finally finished your party, but why did you clean up after yourself? Who do you expect to do this for you? What kind of chutzpah is this? Using the building's yard, making noise until the middle of the night, and then leaving such a mess behind. These thoughts continued to plague him even after he reached shul. He was so upset that he could hardly concentrate on his dominating. Suddenly he reached the word in the Siddur. I hereby accept upon myself the mitzvah. We're supposed to say this before you daven every day. You should love your neighbor like yourself. He started thinking about his neighbor, Mr. Jacoby. His anger began to subside. When he finished davening, he saw Mr. Jacoby, who he left all the food out, was starting to daven in the second minyan. He had a broad smile of contentment, clearly satisfied that the next morning after he made shirug for his son, he had such a good time. So he sees this guy that left all the food. He's burning right. Hey guys, happy like nothing happened. Mr. Simchon then reconsidered the sharp criticism he planned. Should I really break his festive spirit with a nasty comment? This guy's so happy. Should I rush for his son? Should I yell at him? What would happen now after David? Jacoby would rush to his office and would not be able to clean up the yard until he returned in the evening. The ten Jacobi children were all on their way out of school and back to Yeshiva. Jacoby had her own house to take care of, so nobody would be able to clean it up till at night. In the meantime, new guests would arrive to enjoy the leftovers. Who are these guests, guys? Furry four legged guests, mice, cats, dogs, who would drag the garbage all over the neighborhood. Then not only would the residents of their building be angry at the Jacobis, but so would the whole neighborhood in the surrounding building as well. Then it would be impossible to clean up the mess. The Jacobis made the party, and it was only fair that they would clean up the mess. But by the time they got around to it, the damage would be much worse. What should he do? Mr. Simchon decided to set aside his calculations of what was fair. He asked his neighbor, Rabbi Sachs, not to mention anything to Mr. Jacoby. For a few dollars, they hired some kids to clean up the yard and set everything back to the way it had been before. Before long, the yard was clean, and so were their hearts. They were filled with satisfaction over being able to lend a hand to someone who was unable to fill his own obligations. So he, he flipped it, okay? He flipped it. When people quietly and patiently bear the damages caused by others, Hashem repays them in kind. His attribute of he bears sin is awakened, through which he bears sins of the Jewish people. Although the damage caused by their sins still exists, he allows them to do tshuva and repair the damage. So, what, what he's trying to say over here is that, and this is the second attribute that we all have to learn. Someone hurts you, and he hurts you bad and you're very angry and you're very upset you could take revenge right away you could get him into trouble you could yell at him or you could be patient and wait until he apologizes because he will apologize probably HaKadosh Baruch when we do an Aveira there's a Malach and he's a bad Malach and you cause that Malach and Hashem doesn't want that Malach and the malach has to have life, and it has three different ways of getting life. One by taking your soul, so it, you created it. Now it took took back its soul, or waiting for you in the next world and taking you there, or or Hashem just keeps giving it life, and this malach wants to live right Here, Here's ninety years. I'm gonna I'm gonna feed you. I'm gonna take care of you, right? It's like feeding a it's like feeding a rabid dog. Right? Why are you feeding the dog? Right? Let the dog bite the dog. If you don't feed the dog, the dog is going to bite the owner. He's got rabies. He's a killer dog. Right? <laughs> I'm going to keep feeding the dog. Right? I'm going to keep feeding the dog until finally the dog, what's it called? Will, will get healthy and won't be rabid anymore or whatever it is. Or I'll lead it away. Right? So that the person who owned this dog won't get bitten by it. So Kirshbauch was like, you did the You deserve, you, you, consequence you did the Aveira. I should give life to an Aveira? Hashem should give life to an Aveira? Hashem doesn't give life to an Aveira. I'll give life to the Aveira. I will keep the Malach alive. Why? Because on Yom Kippur, this guy's going to do chuva, And when you do tshuva, the Malach disappears. So the Malach thinks, this is great, I'm going to live forever. And then I'm going to take revenge. But Hashem knows, this person's going to do tshuva. This Malach's in for a little bit of a surprise. Because he's just going to disappear. Poof! The way he came is the way he's going to go. Hashem has patience. He waits, the mission says in Pek he waits till the last moment of a person's life that the person should do tshuva. He doesn't, you know, I have this girl, this is already a while back, that was, Michal, that was Michal Shabbos with her phone. So, she said to me, you know, everything I learned in school is a lie. I said, really? What do you mean everything you learned in school is a lie? She said, you know, the first time I was very scared. So I didn't want to use my phone. I wanted to see if you really die, if you're Machal Shabbos. So I went into the bathroom, and I closed the door. I flipped on the light. And I was waiting. I have a heart attack. Or something's going to happen, a stroke, or, or cancer, or, or, or a shock, a lightning shock, or something. And Robert Wallstein, nothing happened. The whole thing's a lie. You, know, you don't die. You don't get will get So then I said, ah. Light, light, on off, on off, on off, on off, on off. Look, nothing's happening. So I said, you know what? That's stupid to sit and flip a light on and off. I'm going to use my phone. You don't die. And you know how many times I've heard that since then? The whole thing's not true. I, I, I use my phone. I don't die. Idiots! You don't die because Hashem... Is giving you life so you can do tshuva. He doesn't want you to die. You're his kid. Just the opposite. You're saying, "Oh, there's no Hashem. I didn't die," and Hashem's standing up there and saying, "No, I don't want you to die." It's it's the same mistake that that Chava made. Chava Chava thought that if you if you if you eat from the tree, you're going to die on the spot. Right? There is a pshat. There is a crazy Torah. I saw it once. It is such a chiddush, it's such a brain-crazy that ha- The question was, how does something created by God's hand sin? She didn't have a father or a mother, she didn't, a, she didn't have a belly button, she didn't have an umbilical cord. She was created by Hashem's hands, right? How, how does someone like that sin? How, she didn't have a yetzahara, the, the satan was the yetzahara. She didn't have a yetzahara. So if she didn't have a yetzahara, how do you do a sin without a yetzahara? Okay, the yetzahara was outside, he talked to her, right? I, I throw it in a sefer, it's a real answer it says, she did it with Shem Shemayim mm-hmm. first sin was done with Shem Shemayim, what was her, what was her idea, that I'm going to eat from the tree, and I'm going to die on the spot and then Adam's going to see how strict it is not to eat the tree, he'll never eat from the tree I'm going to set an example, sort of like the Mekoshish ate him um, he, 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 he was machal Shabbos so that everybody would see his punishment that way they wouldn't do it So that was her idea. Her idea was, I'm gonna eat from the tree. Hashem said that you're gonna die when you eat from the tree. And I'm gonna die, and then he's gonna see that, and he'll never eat from the tree, I'll save my husband. Her mistake was that, not when you eat from the tree you're gonna die, when you eat from the tree you will die. One day, there was no death. You're not gonna die with the fruit in your mouth. That's not what Hashem said. Hashem said, right now, Adam and Chavir, you'll never die. But if you eat from the tree, you'll die. But then you're going to die when you eat from the tree. You will die. You'll never live forever anymore. Death will come to you. But then you'll die on the spot. That was her mistake. She didn't die on the spot. She said, ooh, I didn't die on the spot. Let me get him to eat from the tree. The whole thing's not true. So these kids who are Michael Shabbos, and they're not getting car raised and they're not getting hit by a car, and they're not dropping dead, right? They're like, there's no Hashem. The whole thing's not true. So this second... Attribute tonight is just the opposite. There is a Hashem, and he's not punishing you right away. Because you created you did a big Avera, and he's waiting for you to do chuva. If I'm gonna kill you right now, I'll give you twenty years, and the next twenty years you'll grow up, you'll stop using your phone, you'll become frum, you'll go to seminary, you'll you will you will flip, you'll flip, the guy will flip, he'll she'll flip, and you're all gonna do chuva. I love you. I'm not I'm not gonna punish you on the moment. That's not what I do. So by flipping on the light doesn't mean you're chayav of and you will get misa, and you're chayav of courage, you will get courage if you don't do chuva, but it doesn't mean you're gonna die. Lightning's going to come out of the bathroom light and, and, and kill you. That's not what it means. It means you will get Kare's. So now Hashem's saying, but I will keep you alive and the Avera alive so that you can do tshuva. So He loves you and you're you say, oh, there is no God. Just the opposite. There is a God with the most amazing attribute that yes, you deserve to die now on the spot. I'm not going to kill you. Why aren't you killing me? Because I want you to live. Why do you want me to live? Because you're going to do tshuva and it's going to go away. I don't want to punish my child. If there's a chance... There's a chance that the person will do tshuva, and I'll never have to punish him. So I don't want to punish you now. I want to give you the chance till the last second. And that's what the Mishnah says. The Kri gives you till the last second to do tshuva. He's waiting. He's giving you life to do tshuva. And we're saying over here, he's even giving the malach, the bad malach, life, so he should be a rat. He shouldn't take revenge from you. Who's like Hashem? No one's like Hashem. So that's the second attribute, and um, very important. A big lesson we can learn when other people hurt you: give them time to to ask forgiveness. Give them time to do tshuva. And if you do that, then Hashem will give us and Klai and everybody time to do tshuva, and we'll do tshuva. And Hashem will bring Mashiach You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com